Hello, beautiful. You are absolutely going to love episode 12 of Girls Get Confident. We have a very special guest, my friend Felicia. She is going to introduce herself to us very shortly, but I just had to jump in first to... I guess share my excitement about this episode. Um, It is probably a longer episode than what you would normally expect from the Girls Get Confident podcast, but I promise you it is worth it. We talk about so much goodness. We talk about doing the things that scare you and what you can learn by doing the things that scare you as well. We talk about starting a business and the growth that comes from that, even if you're not ready and even if you don't know business. We talk about mental health and in this conversation, we also chat through the winter blues, which is something that we want to avoid, especially in 2022. Okay, so listen out for that. We talk about having good communication and relationships. This is friendships. This is also romantic relationships. So, oh, it's such a good conversation. We also talk about self-sabotaging good relationships, which is a no-go. That's a red flag, my friend. You don't want to do that. So I'm going to stop talking right now so we can get into this episode. I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear everything that you think about this episode. This podcast was created for women who want to grow their confidence and make themselves a priority so they can get their life back. I'm Janelle and this is the Girls Get Confident podcast. Welcome to the show. Felicia, I'm so grateful to have you on this week's episode. I know that I've been on your podcast, the Fluorescence podcast, a few times, and now you get to come be on the Girls Get Confident show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I am so excited because it's just like I'm chatting to my friend. Exactly. But we have to make sure that we can't have too many inside uh, conversations. <laughs> we don't want that. So you listening at home on your walk, wherever you are right now, don't worry, you are absolutely included in this chat. Felicia, I don't know if you know how I start my guest episodes, but I like to kick off with a little quick fire, this or that. How does that sound? Sounds amazing. Let's go. Wonderful. Okay. Call or text? Text. Beautiful. Um, while you're walking, are you listening to music or podcasts? Podcasts. Nice. What what would be your favorite go-to podcast? Um, anything really personal development, but I really love Untapped with Brownies and Do You Fucking Mind. They just both give bangers of golden nuggies. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, next question. Swimming or sunbathing? Oh, can I do both? <laughs> I suppose so. You'd be the first person to do it both. But I mean, it is pretty hard to choose swimming or swimming. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. We'll take that. Takeaways or eating at home? Eating at home for sure. Okay, like it. Would you say you're like a a six out of seven days a week eating at home? Or what's that like for you and your household? Uh, Yeah, that's actually probably pretty spot on. Like most of the time we do eat at home, but I do love eating out as well. I'm probably Mm. more of a go and sit down in like in a restaurant or something and eat rather than order takeaways just because it's a little bit cleaner yeah for sure for sure okay next question heels or flats flats my ankles are fucked (laughs) (laughs) okay oh excuse me just hit the microphone next question then is cardio or weights Oh, I I mean, I love to hate cardio, right? Like mm. they both serve a purpose in my exercise regime and I love working out and moving my body. So, I mean, in recent years, I've probably 
really fucking hated cardio, but I have managed to find a nice balance and I appreciate both of them now. So I'm sorry, I'm going to do them both again. <laughs> I'm sorry, but your quota of both is gone. You have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get to know you. We don't want to know that you're indecisive, Felicia. Come on. Well, there is knowing me because I am <laughs> indecisive. Um, I'm going to go with weights. Beautiful. Okay, great. Uh, two more left. We've got, this is this is actually a really interesting one. The question here is iced coffee or hot coffee. And right now it's making me think, I don't even know if you drink coffee. Mm-mm. Oh. I don't really drink coffee now. I'm too sensitive to the caffeine. But if mm. I had to choose, it would be iced coffee. I like an iced, iced drink. So, so good. Last question, skydiving or bungee jumping? Oh, well, I mean, I've already done a bungee jump, so we're going to have to go with skydive because I do want to do that one day. Mm, okay, very nice. I've done a skydive. I did it down in Masterton. It was the most random spot to do a That's skydive. <laughs> and it was, I think I did, uh, yeah, just your standard 10,000 feet in the air. And it was this rickety, really dodgy airplane, but this super sexy Italian man. <laughs> so I was like, I think I'm going to die, but I'm also okay with this because you are a babe. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so good. I, I've done the bungee jump and... I feel like I'm definitely, I feel safer doing a bungee jump because there's a, a cord you're connected to. But mm. at the same time, I feel like I would enjoy a skydive more, like the free falling rather than falling and getting yanked back up. Absolutely. And in terms of the bungee jump that you did, what brought that about? Like, are you, are you an adventurer, love doing crazy things or what was this for you? I don't love doing crazy things, but I try and push myself out there. And this bungee jump came about because Daniel, my fiance and I, we were driving to Topor, a spontaneous, a kind of spontaneous getaway. And we're trying to mm-hmm. figure out things to do. And then Daniel's like, he's already done a bungee jump. He's like, let's do a bungee jump. We'll do a tandem. And I was freaking out in the car and I stalled for like an hour to book <laughs> it. And I eventually did. And Girl, like, I'm so glad I did it, but no shit. My mind, I, I like stalled for two minutes on that platform. Like, mm. it just went straight into fight or flight. And like, the body and mind were like, nope, nope, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. And it was like, you either get off and waste your money or you go down there. And the fact I went through like such a long period of stalling because they, we paid so that we could get the recording and it felt mm. like 10 seconds, but it was actually like two minutes. Wow. And to do that for so long and still go down, mm. like, well, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> what did you learn about yourself? Um, I learned that, like, the mind is everything. And everything it really is in our mind. Because there was no real threat, but my mind was telling me that there was one. And so that's what I was believing. It was just like the, the mum voice coming out, I guess. And the instructor did say that to me. And he's like, shit. Like he's actually right, but all the little voices in my head felt like absolute truth. Mm. Like I was like in real danger. And so I think it just reminded me like how powerful our minds actually are and how they talk us out of doing a lot of things in life, just normal everyday things that we catastrophize in our heads. Oh, absolutely. You're so right. And how did you feel at the end of it? Like you you ballsed up essentially you went you did this bungee jump what was that like for you to you know be pulled back up at the end of that and know that you had just conquered this fear of yours 
I felt like so good, like so freaking good. It was like a huge adrenaline rush and I just felt really proud of myself. What do you want us to know about you? This is such an amazing question that I haven't really answered in a long time. As you know, I also have a potty and I ask this question to a lot of people, but I haven't actually sat back and reflected for ages. Like what is my little spiel? And when you sent the questions, I had a thank. I really feel like I'm I'm at a point in my life where I'm figuring it out. So this is what I would say. I'm a girl of many hats. Uh, At the core of my soul, I like to help people and I like to help the planet in whatever way that is. I just want to, I just want to encourage people to better themselves, I guess. And I'm someone with a very big heart. I went to uni for four and a half years I am engaged as I mentioned and I currently work in marketing which it's going all right but definitely not the the lifelong career dream but that's kind of a little bit about me. When you say you currently work in marketing and that's not let's say it's not really where you want to be do you mean that you don't want to do marketing or you don't want to be in the situation right now where you're employed like go a little bit deeper on that for us okay for sure so again it's like all definitely a work in progress and I'm trying to figure out what I really want but I think at the end of the day I would like to have full authority over my days and what they look like and from a very young age I always thought I was going to be super successful top of the corporate ladder CEO type vibes got into an actual full-time job which is the one I'm currently in now and I'm like "Mm -mm, this ain't for me I do not (laughs) want to be working 40 hours a week sitting on my ass like it's just it's just not the vibe and so I would definitely like to work for myself in some capacity in the next probably six to 12 months so that's Mm -hmm. definitely something that is at the forefront of my mind for this year and because I work in marketing I know I can easily translate those skills and monetize them so that's where I'm at at the moment but I think long term and I haven't given it a whole lot of thought Mm. I think I would like to get more into the spiritual world and be more of like a coach or a yoga instructor or a breathwork facilitator something along those lines all mashed up together to be able to share those gifts with the world and help other people but I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it looks like yet. And that's the beautiful thing, though. You're clearly, um, the word is multi-potentialite. Like, like you've got so many interests and, and so many paths that you could take down and be equally as successful in, in every single one of them. So it's really cool that I think you and I are really similar in that way that we just guide towards what excites us in the moment and at the time. And we're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this now, by the way. And oh, but then I'm going to do this. And in six months, I'm going to do this. And yeah, it might mean that it takes us a little bit longer to get places but can you imagine at the end of your life how fulfilling and how thrilling that is to be able to look back and think you know what I really loved and I tried everything that I wanted to try a hundred percent I think we're both like multifaceted girls and, mm-hmm. and multi-passionate you know like yes. I could not just focus on one thing and that's why I think this is such a work in progress and I'm so okay with that because something that I didn't mention is I've already had a business that I tried to to start up and that was soul family based around my passion for the environment and it was a product-based business super amazing learning opportunity for my first business 
And I think for a long time, I did kind of cling on to it, though, and was like, why isn't this working? And it finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, let's close that chapter and start something else. And that's kind of only happened since January this year. Mm. So me stopping that energy and putting it into somewhere else has really allowed me to blossom into other areas and figure out what I want to do. Why was it that you think you held on to that for so long? Definitely, definitely a fear of failure, I think. Mm. Like I was really looked up to by a lot of people around me, like, oh my gosh, Felicia has her own business, blah, blah, blah. And then there was definitely a subconscious thought of you've invested thousands and thousands of dollars in this inventory. You're kind of half-assed trying to market it. Like it should, like you need to try harder. You need to keep going at it, try different things. And reflecting on the whole three and a half year journey of soul family I just think I never I never ever prioritized it like when I started it I was like in the thick of my postgrad like how mm. could I give it the time and energy it needed and then it was on to the next thing trying to find a full-time job and then learning that and there's just been lots of things that have taken priority over soul family and so I never gave it the love and energy it deserved. And that was a really hard decision to close it down mm. because as, as I mentioned, like I'm someone who's a high performer, right? Failing is fucking scary. And to be able to like close a business down, it's, and I honestly don't see it as a failure, but traditionally in the sense of what failure is, if a business doesn't succeed, well, it's like a fail, right? But to me, I'm definitely trying to look at the the lessons that I took from that whole experience. And that's beautiful because I, I don't know what the statistic is off the top of my head, but it's, I want to say it's something like 60% of businesses fail in the first four years. Mm-hmm. Like the statistic of failure in business compared to success is huge. And when I look at what you've done with Soul Family, it really is a practical learning experience. And you're so young and you went out there and you did the thing and you invested the money and you did the research and, you know, you you worked with, um, product manufacturers and just did all this amazing stuff that not many people in their entire life can say they've done let alone a person in their I don't even think you were 20 at that point you know just like or maybe you were just on 20 I don't know you're yeah. so so young anyway still are um so to me that is not a failure at all and it's something that you're you'll be able to take with you into your next business and you've got those learnings there now and it's such rich information for you because you lived it like it was real it's not just something that you went to university and you studied and you did assignments on you actually practically went out there and tried it you know Mm -hmm. and that's so true like I think how naive Daniel and I were actually benefited us in a way because like it kind of wasn't just let's wait until we're ready blah 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 and to be honest it was like a it was a 12 month to 18 month process before we actually launched which is Mm -hmm. still like a significant amount of time to spend on something before going to market but because we were so naive and there's so many things that we didn't know if there were certain things that we did know I think like it potentially may have never been born and that was great because then I didn't really second give it a second thought like Mm. that we wouldn't go into it and it allowed me to go into it and you're right I might not have ever had been able to say I have a business at 20 years old Mm. and now that's been like an amazing learning experience that I can take into my next business absolutely there is so much goodness there and I'm really excited to see what you do next in terms of your 
life as an entrepreneur. I'm just going to leave it at that because there are so many avenues in which, you know, I already said it before about multi-passionate and there's just so many different exciting opportunities. You've just got to lean into one or many of them and kind of see what comes out of it, which I know you're already starting to do at the moment. So we'll have to make sure that we get you back on um, at another date in the future and see how you've progressed. But when I think of you, you know, I was trying to um, prep for this conversation earlier. This is something that you might not know a little behind the scenes. When people do podcasts, the people, the guests they get on always like to know what the questions are. Whereas I very much am just, uh, I just want to get on and chat and see where the conversation flows. So it's really hard for me to think of questions, uh, you know, leading into it. And not going to lie, everything Felicia and I have talked about in this episode up until this point has just been off the cuff. None of it's been Mm -hmm. questions apart from the this or that. But now I'm about to transition into the prepped questions and when I was brainstorming these I was thinking about Felicia and I was like you know what comes to mind when I think of Felicia and aside from you being really similar to myself and the multi-passionate and really loving business and entrepreneurship and not wanting to work for yourself forever there's this other side of you that I like can't help but think about and that's to do with mental health can you describe the journey that you have had so far with mental health in your life Mm. so this is the interesting thing Janelle yes you did send me the questions and I did read them and I was like wow that's so like she's so right like I really am associated with mental health and I didn't even think about it until you sent me that email (laughs) and I was like shit girl like I am definitely like a massive advocate for mental health because mm-hmm. of the struggles that I've been through and there's been a, a multitude of things that have happened in my life and honestly when I tell people some of the traumas I've been through they think I bloody live in a movie not gonna mm-hmm. lie so some of the shit I go through is pretty intense but I am definitely the strongest person I know and I am so proud of how far I've come and only like two years ago and I, I was in a group coaching program and the coach wanted us to say like what is one thing this was at the start of the course what is one thing you don't want us to know about you and what I said was I am what I don't want you to know about me is I am so scared that my mental health or like my mental instability will stop me from like achieving my goals or reaching Mm. my potential like it was something that was always at the forefront of my mind because it always seemed in my mind set me back Mm. but really it was just all part of the journey and so I've been to yeah I've been to the counselors on and off for probably like five or six years now I'm definitely someone that like goes and sees a counselor or gets professional help during like a, a crisis or a situation I'm not someone that goes and regularly sees them but in the last probably like 18 months I've tried to transition more to tools that I can do by myself Mm -hmm. and at home and literally only this year I've I'm doing this thing called 100 days of consistency and so my partner and I we get up at 5 a.m and I do yoga meditation and journaling and I'm on Mm -hmm. day uh just looking at my whiteboard I think it says 68 so wow I'm like so amazed and impressed at myself Mm -hmm. and just to have that time for myself in the morning has been so integral 
to how I've been feeling at the moment. Like my energy has been really good. My like state of mind has been very clear. Like in previous years, it's been very foggy. Mm -hmm. And I've also gone through quite a few bad like burnout periods, which in like the last two years has been kind of the height of my mental health Mm -hmm. and just when someone's in burnout they're so stressed they're not really themselves their head's really cloudy and foggy and like that's the mental but also the physical as well like your cortisol levels are like through the roof and you are physically not in your prime in terms Mm -hmm. of health and so I've definitely been through my fair share of shit with mental health honestly just in 2022 I finally feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm on top of it and I'm managing it really well and like one of my goals for this year is I want to achieve consistent joy Mm. and so what I mean by that is like I don't want to have these massive ebbs and flows which is what I've had like in previous years like summer will be like a good time like I'll be mm-hmm. really high and probably vitamin d and hanging out with friends really helps yeah. that. and then we get into winter and I go kind of into this cocoon and almost like this depressive slump and I stay there from like May to like August it's a long time to mm. feel to feel like shit and so that's something I really want to avoid this year and kind of just keep a consistent baseline so it's not like this massive like up and down that I have to try and like crawl out of as yeah. winter ends and as we get into spring far out that is such a good explanation and there are so many different follow-up questions flowing yeah. around my mind oh my goodness how you kind of mentioned a little bit but how do you know within yourself when you are not good like aside from the seasons because how hard is that if we've just attached the story to I know that in summer I'm good and I know that in winter I'm down like that's pretty shit because now you feel like you're always going to expect that as the weather starts to get colder and the days get shorter your mental health just naturally goes down so we're not gonna we're not gonna buy into that story um but aside from that how do you know when you're not good how do I know it's like just when I'm probably a bit more on edge and when I'm more easily triggered by things and Daniel probably be able to answer this question better than I can to be (laughs) honest he'll be able to he'll be able to pick up pick up on it a lot earlier than I do Mm -hmm. because I probably just kind of like push it down and be like no that's not true that's not happening does he does he talk to you about it like if, if he notices that you're going down will he be the person to tell you or will he just let you kind of do what you got to do until you know on your own like oh shit I'm not okay right now and I need to do something about it I mean I definitely think we're getting to the point of him telling me but mm-hmm. honestly sometimes I can be a fucking bitch I hope I can swear because I'm swearing well swearing you are off. that's that's okay <laughs> I, I I feel you on that and I I honestly uh, for almost a year now probably like a solid eight to 10 months, I would say the same about myself, mm-hmm. you know? So do you feel you're more like that when you're not in a good headspace or is that just a kind of ebb and flow thing as well? <laughs> no, I definitely think like I, I'm not as fun of a person when I am not in a good mental state uh, or state of mind. Mm-hmm. And I think something now that you've just 
uh, we're talking about it, I'm definitely a lot more serious and it's harder for me to take jokes Mm. when my mental state isn't the greatest. Whereas when I'm a lot happier and my energy is higher, then I'm a lot more like carefree and lighthearted and able to laugh a little bit more. So Mm. I honestly think like at the core of it, like overall, like there's just a sadness inside of me and that's kind of all I can see and yeah. so I don't want to joke around don't freaking have a joke with me because I'll just get angry at you <laughs> but the reason um why I mentioned that earlier about me being a bitch is because obviously if I if I treat Daniel that way he's going to reciprocate that energy right yes. so he's kind of getting to a point where he's like I know what state she's in and I know that I just need to let her know about it rather than reciprocate the energy and just make it get worse. So we're definitely getting, getting to that point, which is good. I think that's huge. And, you know, as you were just sharing that about you and Daniel, it just makes me think about the importance of good communication Mm -hmm. in in relationships, but also not just relationships, also in friendships. Like you and I have bonded a lot, which we'll get to in the second half of the questions, but, you know, you and I have bonded a lot over the past few months. And I feel like we're really good at just being straight with each other, Um, whether that's admitting like, hey, I'm actually not doing so great this week, or hey are you okay like how can I help you you don't seem too too good today that that Mm. kind of thing you know so um having people who you trust to I guess who really know you right and who can see actually Felicia's only she's she out of nowhere has started biting more or you know um being quite agitated or whatever I actually think maybe she's not doing too good. So instead of me reacting to her, I'm just mm. going to sit her down and we're going to chat about it and see how we can get to the bottom of it. You know, mm. and that if you if you look at um, past relationships or arguments that you've that you've had in your life, and this this can be for you know obviously anyone listening at home too, it would be amazing to see how many of those arguments could have been avoided if one person out of the two had have just realized, oh, this isn't actually about me this other person, they're not doing too great. And what they really need right now is not someone to yell back at them and to be a psycho back, but they need someone to sit down and be like, are you okay? Mm. And that's so true. And I mean, Daniel and I, like getting to that point because we're five years deep into the relationship you know we've had so much time to learn that about each other yes and I think for people that are just starting out a relationship or they don't have like deeper meaningfuls that often with whoever they may be receiving a bit of bite from it's just Mm. like how can you be transparent how can you be open like as you mentioned at the core of it communication is key and if we can just be more open with each other and I guess not be ashamed to to be able to say if you're not feeling all good because I always feel like we try and pretend and like when we we have our weekly calls right yeah we like ask like how are you we don't just say good you know like we get it we get into it I'm actually not doing all all right this week you know and this is why x y z like it's not just it's not just a simple surface level transaction conversation no way and and that's what I love is the fact that we've obviously gone and built this friendship where you can do that and for you listening at home I would recommend that like if you I don't think you have to trust everybody this way and you know the stuff that I would share with Felicia when we do have our weekly calls which is something we started um, probably November December last year because we realize like whoa we're actually really good at talking to each other and it's really helpful for our mental health to just have somebody who you trust who um who can understand meet you where you're at 
and who can also see it a bit objectively, right? Like we, we are not, we don't live in the same town. We don't get to see each other every single day. We're not in each other's pockets. And so me sharing with you things that I'm experiencing, experiencing in my life allows a different perspective that is so different from what I would get from my partner, Liam, who I'm literally with every single day, or my mom, who I talk to pretty much every other day. You know, it's a really good perspective that quite often um, it's unexpected as well, like the response um, or the conversations that you and I have, um, which is amazing that we're talking about this on the show right now, because now somebody else listening at home gets to be a fly on the wall. And hopefully you at home are thinking, okay, who, who can I have as my person that isn't your person, right? I think that's probably a thing as well, is they don't have to be your main loved one. It can be just one friend who you're like, I'm going to be there for you. You're going to be there for me. And we're just going to share and and get stuff out when we need to. Mm, And I feel like I've tried it a lot in the past and I've tried to frame like this kind of relationship as like an accountability buddy, you know, Mm. how can we keep each other accountable? But that's kind of the extent it got to. It was just checking in on each each other each week via messenger Mm. and being like, have you got X, Y, Z done that you said you would get done? (laughs) Whereas ours, like I'm super grateful the way it kind of blossomed because we had this common ground. We were working on this project together and it naturally just kind of flowed into, Oh, we actually like talking to each other and we benefit a lot from this. Let's just keep it going. And I just love how natural it was. Absolutely. And so I feel like that's a really good um, transition into talking about you and I becoming friends because we met back in, I've, I've pinpointed it back, and it was back when I was still in radio. So it would have been 2017 is when we met. And it took a few years before we actually bonded and became friends. And like, I'm not ashamed to say that. I absolutely thought of you as a work associate. Um, but now I hands down think of you as my friend. You know, I can't wait to spend Easter with you. Um, wh- why do you think, if you have any thoughts at all, we went through that phase of just being associates and then somehow that turned into a friendship. So should we go deep? Be frank, go deep. It's all good. <laughs> and I Let's mean, hit I, each other with it. You know, you don't get this on most podcasts, people, okay? <laughs> That's what we're doing. I love that we have like the relationship now where we can be really honest with each other, right? Yes. So we definitely met through work and I immediately put you on a pedestal, like straight away. Mm. I was like, wow, she's in radio. Like she's famous. This is great. I kind of already knew her name before I'm meeting her. Let's do a quick little research. And so putting you on this pedestal just made me fucking scared of you. (laughs) I was so intimidated of of you. And I was trying to like, kind of trying to find ways to be cool. Mm. And we met, uh, when we met, it was also with Mariah, who's mm-hmm. another friend of ours. Yeah, good friends. Mm-hmm. And I know that you guys clicked more at the, at that stage. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Why? Why am Why am I getting invited to brunch and shit? <laughs> like, oh. I, I honestly like must have been super insecure. And I was just like, why am I clicking with her as well as Mariah as well? Mm-hmm. Is right. And back then, yeah, five years ago, I was 21 and I'm super insecure, not really sure about myself. And so I think just from the start of our relationship, putting you on that pedestal Mm. made it really hard for me to connect with you. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, didn't really get deep into any of the conversations we had. And I didn't, like, I don't think we could really gel either because Mm. of that. And so that's kind of my perspective of it. And I think only within the last 
probably like not even 12 months like just like like the end of last year we had something that we were both going through together and we Mm. were able to bond over that and from there you probably kind of realize that fuck Felicia's done a lot of work heaps of personal development and she's not the same kind of young girl that she was when I first met her yeah I think we as people have phases and I believe that we have phases with our friendships as well and um the you know I don't believe that we have to be friends with the same person or the same people for our whole lives like if if that friendship isn't adding value to you or you feel like you can't add value to that person then you don't have to be friends with them anymore and I know that a lot of people struggle with that premise and everyone um I think everybody wants to have that dream friendship where you know you're there from primary and then you go through all the school years together and then you're the bridesmaid at their wedding and then you guys have your kids at the same time and then you're there once your husbands have died and you guys are like living in a flat together and you're just getting boozed every day like I know that's the dream but not not all friendships work out that way and that's absolutely fine so we need to give ourselves some grace to let go but when I uh think of what you just said bringing up Mariah and I can't help but laugh because I think what what do I love about Mariah which is what I you know it's it's the phase that I was in at that time which is um be a real like go out and get life and Mariah and I really bonded a lot over <laughs> alcohol and boys but but I was in a relationship so it wasn't you know like one that stand kind of things but we, yeah. we just really loved the same sexual conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we instantly just bonded over having no filter talking about our sexual desires and things like that and you know you've got sometimes you've got to have a friend like that and that is the place where Mariah and I were at at that time and you know I'm not so close with Mariah anymore like I still love her so much but we're just in completely different places so um every everything has a stage and a phase and I felt like every time I was around you you were just so serious and I was just like oh my god is this girl for real like but but also there's probably the side of I couldn't resonate with you because I didn't go to university so mm. all of the stuff that you were experiencing, this pressure of being this high achiever, I thought I, th- I was a high achiever in terms of a career, you know, like I had a really successful job really young, but I also hated that too. Mm. So we were probably just on different wavelengths. And what I love though, is that obviously we didn't shut each other off. We went like, oh my God, I hate her. Like I I hate her and I never want to be friends with her. We were just like, oh, you can just stay there in the corner and we'll hang out when we hang out. And that's cool. And I'll appreciate you for all that you have to offer. And for anything else that's different, I'll just go to these other people that can that can fill those parts of my cup. You know, near the end of last year, end of 2021, we realized while we have such a mutual deep connection over all of the pains that are going on in the universe right now, like Felicia and I just felt it so hard. And it was, um, I was so lucky to have you because none of my other friends off the top of my head were that deeply impacted in an emotional way about everything we were experiencing. And I just, I honestly literally felt like I just had Liam and that was it. 
Mm-hmm. And then I felt like for the first time in my life, I was in a deep, dark hole. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the person who's always helping everyone else when their lives are hard. But now my life feels hard and I, I, I have my person and he is just such a dream. But that's it. And so I was craving more connection. And then I'd seen things that you were posting on social media. And that's where I'm so grateful that some people just like, can just show up completely as themselves online because I resonated with everything you were saying. I was like, I'm going to call Felicia. Mm-hmm. Now's my time and we're going to bond. And we did. And look at us now. I know. And I just like, there's so many things that I want to say to you, but I just <laughs> have to, I feel like I'm so grateful that you made that phone call, right? Because it's the only way that I would have had any idea that you were feeling this way. Yes. And I think that's so great that you had like the courage to pick up the phone and call me and what I thought, like, I had no idea what you were going to talk to me about. You text me and you're like, can I call you later today? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And I'm so glad I left it for after work because if that was during work, it would be a really long phone call. But I was so, I was so shocked, you know, like I had no Mm. idea that you were suffering in the same way that I was. Mm. And I'm so grateful that you reached out because then we did have each other that we could talk to. And yeah, other than Daniel, you were the only other person I had as well. Mm. And there's a couple other things I want to say on what you mentioned earlier around like clinging on to like the ideal kind of perspective of what a friendship is, right? So this is something that is so topical for me right now that I'm that I'm going through I definitely do have that kind of picture perfect friendship timeline in my head and I want it to all be amazing Mm. and because I'm engaged it's kind of getting to that bridesmaids conversation and it's like who do I want to be as my bridesmaid and it's like this really annoying subconscious stressful conversation I have with myself because in my mind I've always thought like it's got to be my very best friends that I've been best friends for a decade with and blah 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 they know Mm. all the history about me we when we were younger we imagined this time would come blah 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 and now like I'm kind of in my life and it's so sad but I just don't talk to those people as much as I used to and Mm. we've just we've just grown apart but I mean they will I feel like they'll always be my ride or dies but Mm. we're on such different like wavelengths and like you mentioned this a lot like you do have to be on the same wavelength as someone for it to be a really mutually beneficial relationship Mm -hmm. and I definitely feel like we are both kind of in a stage of our lives which are very similar we both own a house we both have partners and you're really into uh veggie gardening and now I'm getting into it I've learned lots from you so well I do have one one thing to say about you (laughs) one thing um you know how you mentioned about me being like real serious and stuff and I think this ties into my mental health like when you met me back then I was like hustle hustle tunnel vision you know Mm. and like I honestly I had the perspective I don't even know where I got this from for some reason I thought you learn when you're at uni you you go hard and then once you like get a job you don't have to learn anymore don't Mm. ask where I got that from it's Mm. it's the most stupidest idea we learn for our whole lives right but because I had that mentality and because I put so much internal pressure on myself all my good grades and stuff that was all expectations I put on myself but what that meant is I honestly sacrificed my my youth Mm. I wasn't a very I wasn't didn't have fun very often and to be honest though 
in terms of the whole like drinking partying scene it was never really my vibe at uni and I always kind of thought like something was wrong with me I was like why can't I go out and party Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday night you know like that's what people do and that's a lot and I just I just put so much uh pressure on my university life that when I was like in the semester and like I was still hung out a lot with my high school friends at that stage I went MIA for like the whole semester for 10 weeks they couldn't hang out with me they couldn't talk to me because I was tunnel vision 8 a.m to midnight focused on on the hustle and looking back it's definitely something that I have learned now because I've gone through like quite a few burnout experiences is life is all about balance right Mm. how can we find a happy medium rather than going all or nothing which I know is something that we've already we've talked about as well like I think we're both all or nothing people and I'm still trying to work that out because I want to go all in with you or nothing Mm. at all and that's not healthy I need to find kind of a balance where my energy is kind of like one foot in one foot out rather than all in and that's something I am trying to to work on this year and I think the whole thing with the consistent joy is I just want to be like happy and Mm. I just want to have more fun and I'm definitely still like hustling away like as I mentioned I'm trying to get out of the nine to five but I'm just trying to do it in a way where I still like live life and still enjoy the experience because when I look back from 17 to 21 years old like I don't really remember a lot what went on other Mm. than me sitting by myself at a laptop and studying and it was also a very like lonely period of my life too like I lived at home and I would go to uni and then I'd come home and I'd sit in my room and just be at my computer all day and didn't really have much human interaction and that was so bad for my mental health as well because I didn't have that connection that I needed and there was like this massive gap in my life for that Mm. and it's something that like I mentioned to Daniel and like I didn't really know how to fix like the only idea I think I came up with was like I needed to move into a flat so that I could have people that I could talk to because I felt I felt like other than Daniel there was no one else that was kind of really interested in me yeah Yeah. Mm. Mm. do you think um oh I just the thing that comes to mind is when you're young, it really is quite societal, that whole Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we drink, we party, boys, girls, whatever. Like that's what you do when you're early 20s. But not everybody is on that walker, and I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But what what makes it really tough is literally what you just said about, okay, well, I am the tunnel vision. It's got massive goals. I want to be a high achiever. But I also want to be able to still have friends who don't make me feel like I need to um, forget all about my values. You know, Mm -hmm. everything you say, it makes me think, okay, well, cool. Maybe what Felicia would have benefited from was having like a study buddy or someone who was also a tunnel vision high achiever but that you could do that together. You know, you didn't have to go out and force yourself to get drunk. Because I had that phase as well. Like when I first moved to Palmerston North, I just wanted to win at life. I was like, I've got goals. I'm going to be the best. Like this is this is it for me. And then the people who I met because of the flat that I lived in, they just drank Friday, Saturday. And it was just always boys. Like I 
instinctively remember being in one of the clubs the daily and I was looking at my friend and I was dancing with her and it was so much fun but she her whole eyes were just literally looking around the bar for what guy she was going to take home and I remember in that moment being like this is not me like I do not love this yes I like dancing yes I like having some wines yes I like hanging out with a friend but I don't actually like being in this club and this if this is what I have to do to have friends I'm not doing it Mm. it's not worth it yeah and and like what's funny like with my with my journey with love like I and only within probably like the last three years I've kind of come to peace with it because Mm. I thought that's what I needed to do I need to go out and get drunk I need to take boys home and it just never felt right and so like I was in like a a committed relationship from 15 to 20 and then I broke up with him I was like okay this is my time like (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on my masters and I'm gonna live like my best single whole life mom and dad don't listen to this (laughs) and then what happens what happens the freaking universe brings this divine human being which is Daniel into my life a week later and I was like bro I am no this was not part of the plan I was not ready for this and it happened and it's been amazing and there was obviously the universe had my back like it did not want me to go into that pool because it wasn't aligned with you like that that wasn't ever your truth it was something that because that's what other people around you do that's what you thought you had to do as well exactly exactly oh well I'm so proud of you I'm glad that you didn't self-sabotage and push away Daniel because that is something that I have done in my life like have been so used to being treated badly by people Mm. when good people come along you instinctively can't handle the peace and you can't handle the goodness and so you just want to push it away like I remember when Liam and I first got together in September 2020 for a solid oh let's say six months I battled my mind almost daily of having to force myself not to sabotage this beautiful relationship because Janelle you do deserve this you deserve a good man who's going to treat you amazingly and you deserve to be happy and to have peace in your relationships you don't have to always be having arguments and trying to resolve some turmoil or you don't have to be with a narcissist who constantly makes you feel like shit and that is tough to not sabotage that Mm -hmm. so good on you when it came to Daniel coming in your life for you just accepting that as you know what was meant to be for you instead of pushing that away well I mean (laughs) well well, I mean (laughs) well 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 what you just mentioned there like had a super similar experience like I definitely didn't make it easy for him like it was it was five months after we met until I I asked him if he would uh be my boyfriend but there was definitely like he went to America, I downloaded Tinder, didn't fucking do anything, but I needed attention. I was like, he's gone for 38 weeks, I need to talk to people. And there was a whole multitude of things that I tested Daniel's yes. patience on. And wow. honestly, like same kind of thing though, like my previous relationship, super toxic from both parts, me mm. and him. And mm. that's what I thought a relationship was. I didn't want to be locked down. I didn't want to feel guilty for hanging out with my friends. Mm. And I just didn't want to feel like I was going to live a mediocre life because like Mm. with my previous partner I accepted I'm going to marry him I'm going to live an average life and that's so fucking sad that I thought that and I accepted absolutely and so when Daniel came into my life he was just and I know people have done this in the past they talk about they write kind of like a list of their dream guy I don't know if I ever did that like write an actual down but I definitely did have like some tick boxes in my head that I was like oh yeah 
oh yeah he's taking okay. them off yeah and so it kind of came to the point and it's because I I was literally fucking Daniel around he's like are we going to do this or not are we going to be exclusive him. and committed or not and I sat there and I wrote a stupid <laughs> note on my phone and because I, I I didn't have the confidence to say it you know yeah. and I just wrote something dumb like I I was like I can either we can either stop here and I can like make you wait and potentially lose you or we can just go for it so let's just go for it and then that that was it so it definitely wasn't smooth sailing and that's because I think my idea of what a relationship was was so distorted from my previous relationship and I kind of just asked myself the question in my head because I am very traditional can I see myself marrying him and the answer Mm -hmm. was yes Mm -hmm. and that that made it really simple Wow. You and I, honestly, the more you talk, I'm like, girl, I did the same thing. I had this list of all of the things, but it, it wasn't like tall, dark and handsome. It was just these qualities that I wanted. And I had them written down and I literally read them to Liam and gave them to him because I was like, if you're not this, I don't want you. <laughs> um, and the same thing happened. He had started talking to another person and because we, we, we were solely like, good friends at this stage you know so I would tell him if I was talking to people and he would tell me if he was talking to people but he just never did right Mm -hmm. and so I knew that I could kind of waste his time a little bit because his time wasn't focused anywhere else it was fine and then this it wasn't until I found out that he was talking to somebody else that's when my body was like it's now or never like Mm -hmm. you either commit and be with him and really be with him or you lose him as a friend and as everything and that's what made me so sad I was just like I don't want to do life without him in it you know so that's so similar that's so funny I didn't think we're going to talk about that just a cheese for the episode but good chat oh amazing well I feel like we've 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 harped on for so long I just am really happy to have had you on today. And, you know, when I think of this podcast, Girls Get Confident, every single thing that we've talked about in some way, shape or form all helps to grow your confidence, to build confidence and to make you a more confident person. So there is so much that can be unpicked from every single question and answer that we've had in this episode thank you so much Felicia I'm so grateful to know you and um yeah I hope that you listening at home have gotten some good value out of this episode as well Mm. oh bless thank you I'm so so thankful for your kind words uh, and always have so much love for you so thank you so much for this chat it was actually really therapeutic and it was really nice to to reflect on kind of how my journey's been so far wow wasn't that an epic episode thank you so much for listening I would love to know your thoughts on your episode what is your biggest takeaway like what is something right now that is just stuck in your mind from that conversation with Felicia, DM me on Instagram. It is girlsget underscore HQ. And while you're at it, go and follow Felicia as well. Her username is at, you know, the at symbol, uh, Felicia All. It's F-E-L-I-C-I-A-A-U-L-L. She puts out wicked content um honestly such a beautiful human inside and out thanks again for listening i can't wait to hear your thoughts and i will catch you again next week